Luke chapter 10. Very happy to have each and every one of you here tonight. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Always good to be in the house of the Lord. Great presence of God gives you strength and encouragement, direction, purpose. Amen. Luke chapter 10. I'd like to read one verse, the very last verse of chapter 10 of Luke's account of the gospel. That would be verse 42. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I'd like to minister tonight on I Choose Jesus. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. If you read the Bible, and if you have any experience with its teachings and experience even or shall I say experiencing what it teaches then you know that Jesus is good he is that good part and obviously the backdrop here we have Jesus coming to a house of two sisters and a brother and upon visiting their home the one sister Martha got very busy and getting dinner ready and all the different things while Mary had chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus. And Martha began to get upset. Uh, evidently she was a nervous type woman, very high strung. She did chin-ups on dental floss. You know, she was a high strung person. And uh, so Mary, in sitting at Jesus' feet, it seemed to upset Martha. And Jesus, when she appealed to Jesus, you might want to be careful about who you appeal to because in appealing to Jesus, he's going to value the spiritual and the good over the carnal and the natural and that which sometimes becomes evil. And so he told her, he said, uh, when she said, make Mary come and help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But he said, one thing is needful. It's important to focus before anything else enters into the picture. It's important to focus on what's needful. What's needful. Needful meaning what is required, what is necessary. And Mary evidently did that, and she had chosen that good part. It's important to realize that, first of all, when you are blessed to the point that you repent of your sins and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ by full immersion in water for the remission of all of your sins, and then you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that you have made a good choice. You've, made, you've chosen the good thing. You've chosen what? He is offering to you in the way of salvation. But your choice or your choosing does not end with that experience. Actually, it's the first and should be the first choice of many good choices. The first good choice of many good choices. Every day, you're going to be faced with choosing the good or choosing the evil. You're going to be faced with 
doing what's right or doing what's wrong. The Bible is the manual. It is, it is the guidebook. It is the thou shalt, thou shalt not. It is going to constantly be there to guide us through His Spirit and His Word into all truth. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, He will lead and guide you into all truth. The Holy Ghost is Jesus in your heart. The Spirit of Jesus in your heart. The gift of Jesus in your heart. The Spirit of grace in your heart. The Comforter in your heart. And your heart ain't here. Your heart is here. It's the place where, at least your Bible heart, the place where you make your choices, where you're going to choose the right or the wrong according to God's standard, where you're going to choose what He is trying to guide you to, what is right versus what is wrong. It's important that you realize that every day you're faced with the choice. You, can, you cannot hold to two, the Scripture said. You cannot try to serve two or choose two you're going to have to make a choice whether it's one or the other. Whether you choose Jesus as the spirit of truth or you choose the enemy, Satan, as the spirit of error. The Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth, the spirit of Jesus in your heart will only lead and guide you into truth. He will never lead you astray. There are times, uh, like Brother Weekly said, there's going to be times when you may not understand completely, but you know it's right because it's chapter and verse. You know it's right because the Holy Ghost in you is telling you it's the right thing to do. You're going to have to learn to recognize that, that voice and that unction, that channel that gives you a straight pipeline to the Spirit of the Lord that will be there to... Uh, push you or nudge you and lead you and guide you in the right direction versus that spirit of error that can only lead to death, hell, and destruction step by step by step. Every step that the spirit of error would put in your life will be a step away from the good part. You've got to choose the good part. You have to make a conscious, prayerful choice. Am I going to do the wrong by God's word or am I going to do the right by God's word? Am I going to go in the spiritual direction or am I going to go in the carnal direction? You must choose each and every day because the tempter is on his job each and every day. The destroyer, the, the angel or the messenger of destruction, every day he's going to try to come around to your heart and speak to you and put things in there that will head you in the wrong direction. You do not want to be led away with that spirit of error lest you fall from your own steadfastness. You don't want to lose your mental footing, your spiritual footing. You do not want to begin to slip or to slide and go backwards from the teachings of the Word of God. You want that good scripture, that good chapter and verse, that good spirit of truth. You want to choose that every day. 
you must consciously make that choice until you're able to do it subconsciously where you really don't even have to think about it it becomes a pattern in your life to choose Jesus it becomes a pattern to say no I won't go there I won't do that I won't go in that direction I don't have to think twice about that I have the Holy Ghost I'm baptized in Jesus name I'm washed in his blood and I'm going to heaven and I choose the good part I'm stuck at his feet and I ain't moving I'm right there and I'll choose it every day every time every time every time and Jesus recognizes that he recognized that and he told Mary and he said it in front of her and he told Martha he said she's chosen that good part and he said what she's chosen is not going to be taken away from her you know what you get from God nobody can take from you but you can let go of it you can walk away from it you become in a sense the the small master of your of your fate of your destiny of your future you hold that power in your heart because you have the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is given to you to give you power over all power of the enemy and that nothing shall by any means hurt or harm you and that you can tread upon the scorpions and the serpents and that in situations where you wrestle and the, and the way doesn't seem clear and it begins to grow a little fuzzy for you then, and, and so many things uh, come into play you remember that the Bible said that Satan shall shortly be crushed under your feet waiting on the Lord waiting at his feet choosing the good part he's going to come through he's going to give you solid direction he's going to show you what direction and what path to go no wonder Joshua said in 2415 after laying it out there he said choose you this day who you're going to follow if you want to go back well it's all there and Satan will take you back and he'll destroy and he'll ruin your life and he'll turn your life upside down and all the while make you believe it's better but he's saying here but you could choose the way of the Lord. He said, me and my family, that's what we're going to do. He said, we're choosing him. We're choosing the good part. We're going to stay with that. We're going to serve him in truth and in sincerity. You know, if you get enough, if you get enough at Jesus' feet, then you're not going to have to have to worry too much about the choice because as far as you're concerned the choice is already made I'm at his feet I'm there in submission I'm at his feet I'm in submission here little woman came and brought the only precious thing that she had in her life and she brought it to Jesus weeping humility in her heart and she brought the most I mean given that was given it all for her and especially the type of thing that it was because there was no breaking it up and putting it back together. There was no cap to screw off and put back on. There was nothing of that at all in this situation. It was all or nothing. And she chose 
all. She chose all. She said, I'm going to bring this to him. I choose him. I choose him above that religious Pharisee that's looking at me funny like. And he's got so many negative things to say and think about me. So much so that Jesus knew what he was thinking. And Jesus took care of business, didn't he? But she went on and she muscled her way through. She had no encouragement from anybody. She had all kinds of opposition coming against her. But she said, I, aren't you glad you've got somebody in your corner? She didn't have anybody seemingly in her corner. And she pressed on and pushed on. And she came and she began to anoint him. And anoint him with her, wash his feet with her tears and her hair. I want you to know when that fellow spoke and opened that sepulcher of a mouth of his. And that tongue of aspen poison came out. I want you to know Jesus said since I've been here Simon. You ain't done one right thing for me. You haven't washed my feet. You haven't kissed me. You haven't shown me the smallest kindness politeness at all but she since I got here she had not stopped for one second washing my feet showing me love showing me kindness I know who she's choosing how about you Simon who you choosing Simon your actions show different your words show different your thoughts show different you might want to remember that Jesus knows the thought of my heart amen and that's why that's why in Job's writing, it's contained about the people that would choose the tongue of the crafty. But you see, Jesus knows the heart. doesn't matter how crafty the enemy is. The thing about God's people is they've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. And they've done away with all that craftiness and that cunningness and that guile. They've, they've repented of that. They've renounced that. They said, I don't do that anymore. I choose the good part. I'm choosing chapter. You know, when you say you choose Jesus, some people say that and it's very generic. But you see, some people understand that that means lock, stock, and barrel. That means every thought. That means every aspect and phase of your life. That means that you want to run everything by him. And that means that you are constantly telling yourself, I am in subjection. I'm at his feet. And I'm not rebelling. I'm not going against. I'm going to stay right at his feet. I'm glued at his feet. I'm dealing on my, on my knees. I am humbling and prostrating myself. Meaning my will, my will is your will. It's not what I want to do. It's what you say to do. That's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> and as Brother Weekly said, when it, it don't look like it's like you think, it has a way of working out for the good. That's when you get down the road and you've you got a little benefit now of hindsight. Some people don't have any idea about foresight. They just always live in the hindsight. They're always looking in the rearview mirror. But you know, God is kind and gracious. And somewhere after a while, you get to look in the rearview mirror, and then you can say, thank God. <laughs> Boy, you know, 15 minutes ago or, or 15 hours ago or five weeks ago, I wasn't thinking like that. But now I'm looking back, and I'm like, thank God. Thank God. How many times have you had to say, thank God? Thank God I somehow, I just humbled before you. Somehow I just waited to see what would happen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how many times, man? Come on, I've looked back on things and I've burned with humiliation that I even thought 
about doing it a different way. So glad that he met me. You know, when Jesus prevented Peter, that means he met him. That means he showed up and met him right at the door and said, hold on, Peter, I need to tell you something about this situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad that the Lord knows how to prevent us. I know what we feel that means stop us, but really it means he meets us right at the situation. He meets you right at the critical moment. Right at the critical moment. I was told uh, one of our uh, preachers was having a wedding, and it was a very filled wedding with many, many church people, Holy Ghost people. And the uh, groom and the bride were at the altar, and they were just about to tie the knot. And the Holy Ghost fell on a man, and he began to speak forth in tongues. And then an interpretation came, and it revealed that the groom was a homosexual. He collapsed, and he confessed that he was. And thank God that girl was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I didn't make the biggest mistake of my life. I'll tell you, Jesus will meet you right where you're at. He'll meet you right at the crossroads. He'll meet you right at the place where the rubber meets the road. He will meet you where you're about to make the worst mistake you could ever make. I tell you, you don't want to lose Jesus. Not at any point, at any place, at any time in your walk with God. You want him right there. You want his guidance. You want his word. You want his meeting you. You want his divine protection. You want his angels patrolling the grounds around you because you fear him that's part of you choosing the good part that you fear him you respect him you look to him you wash his feet with your tears you absolutely give him every kindness that you can muster up you choose him come on Mary let's go do this uh -uh. oh can't do that why not because I'm I choose Jesus come on let's just go we were, we were in, a, in an island one time and we went to a restaurant to have a little bite to eat and there was a couple sitting right near us and you could look at the girl and you could tell that she was in the church but you looked at him and you knew he wasn't quite there and there was a great sadness that came over the scenes that fell nigh to see a girl like that to see a nice church girl and she was with somebody whose heart wasn't there I'm going to tell you something. You want Jesus. You want to be it. You want to choose that good part every day. You want, when those choices come, you say, look, I'm choosing Jesus. I've got to choose Jesus. I've got to choose what that Bible teaches. I've got to choose what, it, what it's telling me to do. I've got to stay with his spirit. I'm not going to choose something wrong. I'm not going to go in an evil way. I'm, going, I'm not going to listen to the tongue of the crafty. I don't want that. I want the tongue of the learned. I want the tongue of truth. I want to hear chapter and verse and subject matter. I want to hear no when I need to hear no. And I want to hear yes when I need to hear yes. And I'm glad it's not always no. I'm glad there's times when God says yes. It's wonderful. But you got to take it all, my friend. you got to take the whole book, the bitter and the sweet. you got to take it in balance so you'll be in balance. You don't want to topple over. You don't want to slide back. You don't want that to happen to you. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. I think you can be seated for a few minutes. Mary showed a tremendous amount of depth and wisdom when she, when she chose Jesus. She chose to be with him. You know, I choose church. I choose church over the ball game. I did that when I repented of my sins. Ironically, right in the middle of a ball field. <laughs> How about that? I never gave that a thought. I climbed the fence and I got in the middle of that field on a dark night 
And I began to pour out my heart to him. And I chose, I chose him over all the things that had been big and important in my life. All the sports, all the different places I went to, and all the people I hung out with, and all the things I did. I chose Jesus over all of it. That was the night when I said, I want you. And I don't want anything else. I don't care about anything else. I want this. Those people down at that church, they got something I don't have, and I want it. I want it. Well, Jesus is going to test how bad you want it. Some people always, they got to, they split hairs over every little thing. If you're splitting hairs over things, and that means you're just not sold out to wanting that good part. It's something that, that you're just not excited enough about him and needful enough of him for you to make that running, flying leap at his feet and say, I'm parking myself here and I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to get what you've got. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to be your loyal son or daughter. I'm in the church. You got me on your hands for eternity, not just for life here, but for life to come. I'm glued to you. I'm stuck to you. I'm cleaving to you. I choose the good. It doesn't matter what the pressure of the world says. Tell her to come over here. Here and do this and do that. He, no, Mary's chosen a good thing, and it's not going to be taken from her. Just remember, it said it's not going to be taken from her. I believe in eternal security, the Bible way. I don't believe it in the carnal, denominal way, where they, where you could get a license to sin. I don't believe in that at all. Holy Ghost has come to keep you out of sin, deliver you from sin. No, I believe in eternal security, meaning that I'm in a hand that no man can take me out of. No spirit can get me out of. Only I can get out on my own. And hopefully I will not be foolish enough to do that. Hopefully that I will be full of faith. Hopefully that I will stay right in that hand. And I will tell I'm not leaving, I'm parking myself, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm in the church. I am an eternal lifer. And so you want to stay with the book. You want to stay with chapter and verse. You want to stay with the teachings of the church. You don't want to be somebody that gets filled with foolish questions that absolutely will lead you into all kinds of deception and get your mind so twisted out you're going to wind up playing some kind of game of chess with Jesus Christ. I promise you, he's the grandmaster of all grandmasters and you're going to lose. You're going to get checkmated. You better get yourself in subjection to him and park yourself at his feet and choose the good every time choose the way of Jesus every time there is a good way to dress there's good music to listen to and there's good things to involve yourself and Jesus wants you to know what they are and what they are not amen I ain't doing no rap if it ain't rapping about Jesus is that plain enough for you I like rap if it's about Jesus. I'm okay with that. It's just, it's just chapter and verse to, to rhyme. I don't have any problem with that. You just make sure it's about Jesus. And you make sure it's about chapter and verse. You make sure it's about him and about the work of God. And then you're okay. And you can name any other kind of music you want to name. But if it ain't about Jesus, I don't want it. I don't want nothing to do with it. It's not going to edify me means it's not going to make me stronger not going to help me to hold my place at his feet when the wind comes and when the storms come and when the floods rise and when that enemy wants to knock my house down I want you to know if I'm building this thing right and I'm digging deep and I'm absolutely going to learn about him and that's why you're going to park yourself in the church and you're going to tell yourself it's not just saying I choose you Jesus there's some conscious decisions that have to be made I'm not going to smoke anymore I'm not going to drink anymore I'm not going to fornicate anymore I'm not going to run around with the devil anymore I'm not going to do that I choose the good 
I choose the good. I'm not going to the club. This is my club. Amen. Somebody asked me if it was okay to go to a gym. I said, well, you're not going to find good Holy Ghost stuff there. This is my gym right here. This is my gym. And I, and I, I uh, had somebody tell me recently that they were getting their brown belt in karate. Well, I'm way past the brown belt. You know, I'm way past that, but this is my dojo right here. And we cast out devils. You, know, you can go in there and play games all you want, but, but we do the real thing. You know, I told you about that lady that her husband's dying of cancer and she wouldn't come to church for a special service. And I invited them both and said we would pray for him. And uh, he claims to have all kinds of faith in me. Well, I'd rather you have his faith in Jesus, but I am his son. And so come on out and we'll pray for you. And, uh, and she said, well, I, I can't go because I'm going to a workshop on spiritual warfare. Well, you go have your theory, honey, because we're doing the real thing. You go play, shoot them up, bang, bang, okay? But we're in the war. Okay, and it ain't plastic bullets, and it ain't fake bullets, and it ain't fake anything. It's the real thing here, okay? And, and I'm so glad to park myself at Jesus' feet. Amen. And by his grace, I'm going to stay right there until that first resurrection takes place. And you got to make a conscious decision every day because the enemy's going to come around and test you every day. Go find out what's in your heart. Amen. He's looking for a little weakness. He's looking for a little opening. He just wants a, a little sliver so he can get in there, his old nasty self. you got to make a decision to shut the door. You shut the door on the evil. You shut the door on doubt and fear and unbelief and questions that, that just bring about a lot of foolishness in your heart and just designed to mess up your mind. Oh, yes, you got to tell yourself, I'm, I'm there and I'm staying there. It takes humility. You have to choose humility to stay on your knees and on yourself on, on, at the feet of Jesus. It takes humility. It takes prayer. It takes fasting. It takes study. It takes witnessing. It takes uh, constant church attendance and very consistent church attendance. It takes involvement, in other words, in all the things that have to do with Jesus, okay? There are many things that have to do with him. In the Old Testament, there were people who were keepers of the wardrobe. you got to keep guard the wardrobe here we don't want to let down on anything inward thus letting down on outward if you let down inwardly it's going to show outwardly do you understand but if you get a good holy ghost shot get a dose of the holy ghost that's why you come into church it gets your battery recharged at least one reason and as you do that it's going to charge you in your mind and it's going to make a good outward show of itself that something good's happening here Amen. Now people come in addicted to drugs, leave out not addicted to drugs. Amen. Now people come in with quarreling and hatred and fighting in their heart and they leave out with peace in their heart. You know, Jesus makes this kind of difference, but you better know what you're choosing when you choose him. You're not choosing just any old thing. It's very specific. You know, it's, it's exact in the Bible. It made it plain. He said, you must be born again. There wasn't no maybe so or uh, can I go this way. No, he said, no, I'm the door. 
He said, you don't go over, under, or around. Don't try any end arounds or anything else. He said, you're coming through the door. you got to make the decision. you got to understand what that means. That means that you've bought, you're buying by faith a field, and you're going to get the pearl that's in that field, and so you're going back home, and you're going to get everything that is not right in your heart, and you're going to say, I'm selling that out. I don't want that anymore. I'm telling you, I took music, and I threw it away. My wife took jewelry and threw it away. There are things that we emptied out and got rid of clothes that we got rid of things that we said we don't want these anymore we choose Jesus we choose what he is what he represents what holy women of old who had the hidden person of the heart and God said that's of great price you don't need that outward junk you don't need it you need me you just see Martha saying oh come on down the street they got real sale on down here at Gilbert's come 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 on get all that stuff <laughs> Mary said, I ain't moving. Everything I want is right here. Everything I need is right here. I'm choosing the good part. I'm choosing the good part. Jesus is going to protect my good part. Isn't that nice? He said, and nobody's going to take it from her. It ain't going. As long as she wants it, it ain't going. And that's what it comes down to. If you want it, and you got to keep wanting it every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, you got to pray. Every day. Every day, you've got to make that conscious decision. I live for him. I choose him. He's the good part. I'm choosing the best, absolute best. The things that they have out there are not anywhere near the best. They're bad and they're evil. Okay, you're convicting me because you're still standing, so I guess I need to wind down, right? I know that wasn't a tactic on your part, but I would like to be. Well, one of these nights, I might get wound up for two hours, and you'll just have to stand. <laughs> you just never know. Everybody said, praise the Lord. You're just blessed tonight that my voice won't make it two hours tonight. <laughs> but I'm glad to be here with you, and I encourage you to continue to choose the good part. Continue to do that. Keep coming to church. Keep putting him in front of everything. Make him the not only the center of your thinking, but let it be the first thing that you run, run it by. Okay, Jesus. How, how's this? <laughs> you know, if you're afraid, if you're afraid to ask me about it, you've already got a problem. You hear me? If you're, if you're trying to finagle and trying to hide it and, and trying to slip by, you already got a problem. Okay? That, uh, that means you, you're already heading in the wrong direction. All right? Okay. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. All right. God put me here for you to run it by me. That nice? Don't don't go off all uh, independent on me, you know, and think that you can make all your own decisions yourself. You're going to find out that God don't work that way, okay? And you're going to invite a beat down for yourself, and then I'm going to have to pray for you, you know. And that's why Sister Ann, God bless her heart, had me out at the hospital here the other night till way over in the morning, having to assist the doctor stitching her up, and right there in front of that assistant whom I invited to church and uh and the doctor too and she said uh she said uh, this happened because I didn't listen to my pastor now how do you think I felt standing there right then you know you know I walked into that place and I said man I know that all she's going to be thinking is he told me so he told me so he told me so he warned me he warned me he warned me and there she ups and says it so I just you know they all stopped he stopped stitching and she stopped dabbing and and I'm sitting there. 
So I, you know, because I have been labeled the dictator and a few other labels like that. And I, I think I'm going to get a shirt that says that. But now there's so many titles, it'll be all down my back. But I'm still only one person, aren't I? Oh, yeah. That's back to that one God, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, I just said, now, Ann, she's laying there. They're hoovered over her. The light's on her. And I said, we're not going to worry about that right now. I said, we're just going to get you all fixed up, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, she called me twice today, and she's doing much better. And thanks you for your prayers. And uh, hopefully it will be minor plastic surgery and not a whole bunch of it. But uh, she told me they got rid of the dog. I said, eternally? She said, eternally. I said, okay, good. Very glad to hear that. I just wanted to make, you know, it's kind of like David with the giant. I was going to cut the head off, you know. And just wanted, he might have been unconscious. I want to make sure we <laughs> do the job. Cut the head of sin off. Cut the head of that nasty, rangy cur dog off. Amen. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Well, that's just how I feel about the devil through any form, whether it's a dog or Herod or whoever, and any music, any, any ploy that the enemy would use to drag you down. I well remember a uh, very young lady here in this church house, and we just got out of church, and somebody showed up, and it was her mother, and she was just full of the wrong spirit and honking the horn and telling her to come out there, and you're going home with me, and God knew where home was that night. And, uh, and I said, well, I said, you young lady, I said, you have a choice to make. I made my choice a long time ago. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, well, I said, okay, then we'll stand behind you. <laughs> and we did. Now she's married. And isn't that nice? In the church. And, uh, but, you know, some people would criticize you for that, you know. But you, you got to be willing to fight for what's right. You, you fight spiritually, but you fight for what's right. You've got to, you're going to have to fight to stay at his feet because there's any number of things that are going to try to pull you away. Any number of things. You know. No telling what Martha was saying. Okay, Mary, if you'll come help me, I'll fix you your favorite pie. I ain't, lo I ain't going, Martha. Well, okay, okay, okay. You know them pair of shoes you've been wanting? Well, I'll get you them shoes. I ain't moving, Martha. I ain't moving. You know? Oh, the animal enemy will trot a lot of things in front of your mind. You've got to tell yourself and tell him and rebuke him right here. I choose the good part. I choose it. I'm choose it again and again and again. It don't matter what you trot out in front of me. I choose it again. Okay? You ever see on that when you're trying to get a fax through and you or a phone call and you keep getting busy, they got a little rigmarole on the computer that you can, uh, I don't know much about it, but I know it'll, every so many seconds it'll dial it again for you. It'll try to fax it through or try to get the call through again. And it'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until it gets through for you. Well, I'm trying to tell you, you've got to keep telling the enemy because he don't get things real quick. He's a little hard-headed and he's a little dumb. So you've got to just keep sending it continually. I choose him. I choose the good. I choose Jesus. You hear me? I choose him. Every time I go to church, I'm telling you again. Every time I read my Bible, I'm telling you again. Every time I witness somebody, I'm telling you again. Every time that you face me with a choice on my job or out on the street or at my school or wherever, I'm going to tell you again, I choose Jesus. I choose him. He's the good part. He's the good part. I'm not departing from the faith. I'm not going to fall from my own steadfastness. Amen. But just remember, the enemy knows how to throw a party party. Ooh, everybody throws everything out the window for the party. 
That's how Herod killed all them babies. That's why there was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in a certain area because they dropped all their defenses and they said, oh, it's just a party. Herod's not such a bad guy, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, he was worse than they thought. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Everybody said, hallelujah. But, you know, God gave Joseph a dream, and that's why Jesus was spared. He said, you, you, you get out of here. You go ahead and head to Egypt. He said, we'll bring you back at the right time. And that's why you have Jesus the Christ who died on the cross for you. Because people who chose the good part. We don't want to miss the party. Thank God they said, we'll skip that. Don't want any part of that. <laughs> All right, everybody said hallelujah. Give God a big hand.